everybody, welcome to the This Is Nothing podcast. If Wikipedia is a garden, we're out whole we're <laughs> out hold pouring weeds. My name is your horny little train boy, toot toot, Matt Rossi. And it's me, old swamp pockets, Nate Anderson. Yay! He picked one. <laughs> what Maybe do you got swooning around in those pockets today, Nate? Heart-shaped candy. That was what I was hoping. Oh, let's dig one out. Man, it says I'm... you fine. This one says I'm wet for you. This one says, oops. This one says, I'm a crow. Let me live with my brothers and sisters. <laughs> this one says, ka ka, right back at you, brother. <laughs> this one says, uh, uh, never more will I ever not be kissing your big lips. They're Edgar uh, Allan Poe themed. This one says, everything's a tunnel once. This one says, thunk, 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 <laughs> under a floorboard because they're Edgar Allan Poe themed. This one says, dun, 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 under the ocean because they're shark themed. <laughs> the idea of, I think the evolution of the candy heart making yeah. sounds is a really <laughs> fun idea. Oh, fuck. I hate it, though. Do you remember, did you ever go to Build-A-Bear? No. So, in to the piggyback on the mall theme. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's a mall store, right? So you go, you go to this bear store, and they say these these husks of bears want to be filled. <laughs> Will you fill them? And <laughs> I think you about as that a child. Every some... bear rug I've ever seen, I think about that. <laughs> stuff a bear. Bring your own bear rug to build a bear workshop, and be like, I want to stuff him. Um, no, you go to build a bear workshop. They say, pick out your husk. They do pick not use the word husk. <laughs> I would really like if somebody really took that job ultra seriously and was like, pick your avatar. Is there a limp bear um, husk? And you, and then you take it and you hand it to the professional because you're a child <laughs> and the, the professional sticks it onto like a, a uh, boba straw and the boba straw is then filled with bear stuffing because it has to have like a little point on it to get stabbed inside of the bear and then the bear is filled with fluff. And then the next thing they say to you is, do you want to, here's, here's the bear's heart. And they give you a little heart. Yeah. And they say, you can either make a little wish on this one, or if you want to, for five additional dollars, you can record a sound into this heart. X that has a X. button on it. So when you squeeze it, it makes a noise. And I think I know what noise a uh, squeeze a build a bear would make if you're able to squeeze it. What? I guess your bear is a little different than ever. You know, everybody's got their own bear. Ow! <laughs> Please, you're hurting me. <laughs> Would be so funny. So fucked up. <laughs> Imagine being on an airplane. <laughs> the child in front of you is squeezing its bear tight as you're doing liftoff. And then it says, ow, let go. Ow, you're hurting me. Let go. <laughs> this plane's going to crash. <laughs> Um, I predicted 9-11. What makes you think I can't predict 2023? Uh-oh. Yeah. That's a whole year, not just one day. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the whole <laughs> thing is a plane disaster. A, okay. A flight risk. You know what's um, all plane disasters end in broken hearts. And with that segue, 
Nate has brought us God to our, our no, theme. So here, let me let me bring okay. you into the room with me and Nate okay. here. Hi, I'm Matt. Okay. I'm sitting on the couch. Nate's in the chair across from me. My legs are up. We we were making breakfast, going, what is this week's podcast theme? And I said, I wanted to have something to do with Valentine's Day and the Super Bowl, being that the Super Bowl happened two days ago. Yeah. And Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Yesterday. Something like that. I thought I got the date. I was like, it's two days ago from when we released the episode. And then Valentine's Day is yesterday. Yeah. Anyways. So two two landmark holidays falling onto one yeah. podcast. I mean, there was a lot of pitches before we landed on Heartbreak. I was thinking about doing commercials because I like commercials. But then that's a lot of editing. So, yeah. We decided, I said heartbreak. Now, the reason I think these two things uh, uh, in the great Venn diagram of the Super Bowl and Valentine's Day, Mm -hmm. there's going to be a bit of heartbreak, right? You've watched your team lose, win, mostly. And, uh, you know, maybe Valentine's Day, you you open up your tissue box after going to school and you you shake it... (laughs) nothing in it yeah and oh a little bit of heartbreak there and you know what we're here for those people yeah no i mean maybe there'll be no men grunting on your valentine's day yeah Yeah. hopefully fields of men men grunting maybe maybe you're fields and fields of grunting men on your valentine's day (laughs) you know what does valentine's day have in common grunting men grunting men is what happens on valentine's day and and the super bowl yeah um the halftime show we should have just played a series of grunts and been like, now, was this a Valentine's Day grunt or was this a football grunt? Well, yeah, that's pretty Here, good. I'll do, I'll do one and you, you tell me which one you think it is. <sighs> Getting up from a bad tackle. That's football. That's good. That's exactly what that was. You ready? <clears throat> oh! That's getting up from a bad tackle. That's football. No, 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 no. That was the QB launching the ball. <laughs> go long oh <laughs> i'm imagining the qb about to uh, he's about to be sacked and he goes oh and, and immediately the defensive tackle is like nah, nah <laughs> yeah, no. you're good bro I, yeah. I i can't touch you um all right another one um mm. that's defensive line baby that is uh definitely a valentine's day sound no that's uh that's my friend toby going down on his girlfriend that's Valentine's Day sounds. Okay. <clears throat> I get it now. He is now single. And out of oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> Sit on my foot. <laughs> well, I wonder how many men have died on Valentine's Day getting their favorite thing in the world, which is to have their face sat on by their by their by their quarterback. <laughs> I was going to say their sweetheart, which is so funny to think about. (laughs) Like, like it's a 1950s story. Will, he died doing his favorite thing, getting his face sat on by a sweetheart. (laughs) Train ran them both over. Train got him. (laughs) Ass got him. (laughs) (laughs) Ass got him. Nate. Yeah. Do you have a comedic story where your heart was broken? Comedic. (laughs) 
Let's, I mean, what? I mean, all I'm trying to say is I was going to go, no, I hear do you. you have a good story about being heartbroken? And I thought to myself, that's not good forward comedy momentum, but I, I, I have one. So. I mean, honestly, my, my, the first, you sort of asked me earlier and I thought we were going to bring this up. And I, I, I remember when my, when my iPod went, went dark, how, <laughs> how, like I had 50,000 tunes on there, like. Lime wired for years, and it just it just was like, what the fuck? You're not going to turn on? That's heartbreaking. Honestly, I did think I I thought about because I was thinking about yeah, I can talk about women, or I can talk about Your objects. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true man. Oh man, no, I, my come heart on. broke that day when my expensive electronic device stopped being my slave. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, I was just like, uh, I just got stolen out of my car. Well, the good news is, is that U2's album that was put on everybody's iPod yeah. um, got laid to rest that day via Chinese. You blip. never had to. You never had to listen to it again. I mean, I can think about like heartbreak in like middle school. That was just like she didn't page me back. We're ancient. Page you back, or it's like you did not have no. a pager at any point. No, but you know what I mean when it's just like she looked at me on the field during recess and yeah. i'm like we were looking for deep emotion back then we had very little communication i played tetherball by myself all the time oh nate <laughs> i said comedy <laughs> <laughs> this is tragic yeah. oops ow <laughs> whoop yeah just hitting myself ow. in the face <laughs> with that orange yellow ball i think i already talked about this at some point on the podcast but i it there was a girl I knew since I was in preschool, and I first I don't know why we do this, but in my head I was like, "There's five women in middle school that I think I have a shot with," and then like <laughs> four of them went down the drain, and I was like, "She's the <laughs> down, one. Down the she drain. has to be." Your well, speech is so romantic today. <laughs> it's four. Well, it's just like four that I'm like hello and they're like never okay. never and i'm like okay you're dead to me yeah just like like what like how do you where do you think you're a seven like it's it's mostly that no you are seven yeah well no you're not but okay <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be a way weirder story but yeah no i had my heart set on this girl and we were what's together her instagram for, handle we were <laughs> i think she's married now um, we were together for one day because I contacted her on one day love. messenger and I said, will yep. you be my girlfriend? She said, yes. And then the next day she, she said she couldn't be my girlfriend anymore. And she broke up with me on AOL instant messenger. Beautiful. So the one day I had, I told my mom about her and me and my mom were shopping for clothes at Macy's and I was so excited to tell my mom and it was so funny the next day to be like. We're not boyfriend girlfriend anymore. <laughs> I was like, God damn it! Um, but here's what she did promise: is that she would go to the middle school dance with me. Okay, which is like the end of the year dance. You're no longer a middle schooler. You're going on to high school. It's yep. the last one. Hey, I uh, just came um, out. Hey, I uh, just come out. So I go with a group of friends. I pick up my date there. We sit together for this long slideshow. Then I remember that I was. They did not ask me to do this, but I was dedicated to being the volleyball team's water boy for no reason. Looking around for I support did. here. 
Well, they like they thought it was funny as fuck, so the coach used to let me do it. They're like, "Here's the fucking water boy, I guess." And so they honored me in the slideshow, and I stood up and waved, and she went like this, and then she sat away from <laughs> Coward. me. Coward, Matt's cowering. But my whole plan was to win her back that night because I'd gone to Zales in the mall with all the money I'd saved <laughs> oh, up, which was no. like hundred and seventy dollars, and I'd bought her a white gold heart necklace. Oh. God, and that's I, right. And I gave it to her yeah. at the end of the dance. I said, will you still be my girlfriend? She said, no. And then I go, well, I don't want the necklace back, so keep it. And I was sad well, that's for because, the rest yeah, you had, of my life. Yeah, you had hair in front of your eyes, and you're like, I threw away the receipt. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't know it. I was like, so, am I going to crestfallen go back to Remember sales? Remember me. Be, Nothing is sadder than a middle school boy returning, <laughs> returning a, a white gold heart necklace to Zales and being yeah. like, can I get my $150 back so I can crestfallen so I can buy three video games instead yeah. of a girlfriend? Um, I, I think crestfallen was the word that popped in my mind when we st- first started. When, so we didn't talk about this before podcast and I was just going to be like, hey, heartbreak. And I was like, yeah, I can see that working. And then, uh, uh, and then my question to you that I was going to aim at you is like, have you ever been crestfallen? <laughs> well, define crestfallen well, for me. It's, I mean, it's an definitely old timey word, yeah, but it's it like, I have fallen from all possible favor of the gods. All right, let's look up. Crest look up fallen. the specific. This has gotta be. It's gotta have something to like. Crest is. I'm thinking like family crest. Sad and disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's like it's it's a heavy sad disappointment. It's not true. a light crestfallen is is not lighthearted by no, any means. Yeah. Have you ever lived a crestfallen day in a crestfallen world? You know what's the most upsetting thing to me is that I I swore to myself I was like I don't remember who I was friends with in middle school. Yeah. I don't remember any lasting impression. I did theater in middle school, and I think that's maybe the only yeah. thing that I was like. I brought that with me and maybe band too. I was in um, band. I played, I was a drummer in band. Yeah. Like there's that, but no, here's what's devastating to me is that I remember every second of this. <laughs> like I remember like to this day, I'm like, this is still a defining moment for me. <laughs> like, oh, what do they, what do they call it? Uh, this is a core memory for me. <laughs> well, I mean, back in those days, I feel like, I fell in love and was broken hearted like every day. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Nate was constantly crestfallen. Yeah, I mean, because I was like, attention? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, I loved it. Okay, um, let's uh, get into yeah, it. Yeah, let's get into it here. So, for all you crestfallen dummies, uh, welcome uh, to a Valentine's Day football edition. Uh, <laughs> this is nothing podcast. If you've never listened before, Welcome to the warm, embracing arms of me and Nate. So let's get into it. I looked up sports riots. Okay. Um, yeah, good. Yeah. So me and Nate were I really about... didn't think you were... I went straight into it. I love this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for... You guys don't know this, but on... Uh, we did watch the Super Bowl this year. Um, I always like to make a habit of watching the Super Bowl because it's an excuse to get drunk in the afternoon, which I never do. And it's also just a great time to eat delicious snacks. Um, people will talk about the commercials. I feel like now it's just what horrors have we befallen? Yeah, 
it's, like, it's, I how far from God we have we yeah. fallen? You know, I mean, and literally Jesus commercials this year. So yeah, it's like those were rough. I brought my laptop and snacks, and we sat there at a very quiet bar funny. as he bartended, and we watched the Super Bowl. And I was mentioning to him, do yeah. you think that the riots are better or worse? Because this year it was Philadelphia. Yeah, historically Philly has climbed up flag with poles and pulled down awnings and lit cop cars on fire and flipped Grabbed up, birds flipped, out of the sky yeah. and eaten them like flipped buildings upside down on their foundations yeah. and push uh, buildings into into throw toilets through wi- plate glass windows. <laughs> Like a boomerang, and it comes back. So they somebody have it to punches throw. the mayor. The mayor punches back. <laughs> the mayor takes his giant scissors out and starts wreaking havoc. <laughs> People getting cut in half by the mayor. Uh, but my question is: Are the riots better or worse, worse if they win or lose? Worse if they lose. Worse if they lose is kind of what I found from this article. So this is, you know, it's pretty self-descriptive. A sports riot is a riot that occurs. During or after a sporting During. event. Oh, yeah, man. Sports riots occur worldwide. Most riots are known to occur after the event is done, but some have been during the game. <laughs> during is hilarious. See football hooliganism. That's uh, a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's well-known trigger for riots. Uh, <laughs> uh, other, other sports that have triggered riots include ice hockey and motorcycle racing. Motorcycle racing? <laughs> That's a surprise uh the things that uh they look to on what creates a riot uh comes from uh uh cultural factors environmental factors such as temperature darkness and noise and uh (laughs) (laughs) witnessing player violence temperature Um, darkness and noise are kind of like that's that's a good definition of heartbreak too in a way it's hot it's dark and it's loud (laughs) (laughs) it's loud (laughs) <laughs> it's a it's a dog fighting ring in in Central America. Um okay, so I highlighted there's a lot. There's yeah, a okay. Go like, on in. I think there's like 25 listed here. Go off prints. Uh, but I god damn. Uh thank you. Thank you, King. Get um, after it. <laughs> Come on. Where is so it? So the first the first one that they listed and these are in order of year. So this happened in the year 532. Cool. What do you think was going on in 532? Someone invented a calculator. <laughs> like that's what I think. Like, batteries and that really, person yeah, was murdered yeah, for being bat- a witch. Like invented batteries, but then was murdered. And then this kept happening every like hundred years <laughs> until they're like, okay, we're ready for batteries now. Yeah, we had Game Boys in like 1512, <laughs> but yeah. people, people were yeah they weren't no, ready for that yet. People didn't want to fuck with Game Boys yet. What happened is uh, discus throwing and uh, and uh, or a lion tamer or something. I don't know. There's you are not far off. Olympics so, five thirty two, in what is known to be one of the first forms of sports rioting. <laughs> what a proud moment! Yeah, <laughs> supporters of the chariot racing team. Oh my god! Yes, uh, the greens and the blues revolted against the Byzantine Empire. Okay. Um, their their leader Justinian, at least half of the empire's capital of Constantinople, now Istanbul, was burned by the rioters. Cool, and thirty thousand people were killed. Oh, that's the most. Okay, I have read through these chariots of fire. Just know, Indeed. 
That's the most people that die from one of these. That's an entire population yeah, at that time. Man. That's a good. If that was to happen here, that would be most of the city. Um, that's so yeah. fucking crazy. <laughs> Imagine being that mad about chariots. Well, yeah, chariots on fire. Yeah, there is a joke there. Uh, this is my favorite title for any of the fucking events that happen. Okay. This is Ten Cent Beer Night. Oh, I know about this. this yeah. yeah, I think we might have talked yeah. about this, but June fourth, nineteen seventy four. Yeah, I've heard a whole dollop about that. Yeah, yep. it's fucking awesome. It's fucking rips. Ten cent beer night was a promotional held by the Major League Baseball's Cleveland Indians during Jesus a game Christ. against the Texas Rangers at Cleveland Stadium on this Tuesday. Is historically fucking amazing. The idea behind the promotion was to attract more fans to the game by offering twelve U.S. fluid ounces. Uh, cups of three two beer for just ten cents each. Regular price was sixty five cents. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That's so like that's, that's like a beer for a dollar today. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, dollar, dollar beer, beer. night <laughs> with a limit of six per purchase, eight during the game. So go to a different stand. Yeah. <laughs> Fans became heavily intoxicated, <laughs> yeah. culminating into a riot in the ninth inning. Yeah. So. Here's the here's they when you were like, oh, it happens during the game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When enough people have eight beers apiece. When a fifty thousand cap stadium gets <laughs> cut off during the seventh <laughs> inning stretch all at the same time. Is that what happened? Seventh inning stretch. Well, I don't know when that started. Maybe this is because, but you can't buy alcohol anymore after the seventh inning in baseball games. Oh wow. <laughs> so it's like when when baseball games go into extra innings, everyone is just coming down and just being like, fuck. I think for the people that made it so you can't drink after the seventh inning. I think it's the same feeling I have about our graduating class, making sure four locos weren't allowed to have caffeine in them anymore. Sure. Yeah. You remember the yeah. first year after leaving high school, we hear about WSU is the reason that, uh, uh, that four locos had to yeah. get the caffeine pulled out of them. WSU four loco booth night. Yep. And we <laughs> 69, 420. <laughs> fuck you. Get booths night. 69 420 Cougar night. <laughs> Cougar classic butt chugging night. Uh, inner inner Venus four loco night. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like our graduating class made it so there's no more caffeine in in, uh, in four yeah. locos. And these guys. Every uh, generation I, has a 10 cent beer night. <laughs> yeah. Every, and everybody every in night. Cleveland is the reason we can't get beers after the seventh yeah. inning. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. Here's another one. It's called Disco Demolition Night. Okay. I didn't oh, fully. Wait. Is I this a Nazi thing? No. <laughs> oh my god. What did you wait a minute? What did you think this was? Oh, disco didn't exist yet. Sorry, but I mean it's like book burning. But this is like people doing rock and roll stuff by burning disco records, also on a baseball field. Right? You're weirdly closer than you think you are. Um. So Disco Demolition Night was an ill-fated baseball promotion yeah. that took place on July 12, 1979. Uh, so in Chicago at the old uh, Comiskey Park Baseball Stadium, yeah. um, at the climax of the event, a crate filled with disco records was blown up on the field between games of the Twilight doubleheader between Chicago White Sox and Detroit Tigers. <laughs> so fuck? why? So, yeah, so... <laughs> I think you're right. I yeah. th like I didn't understand the context yeah. for what this one was, no, but uh, this is bring your disco records 
and destroy them on the field. Yeah, I think you got like discounted tickets. That's fucking wild. Because People long live rock and roll. Disco. Yeah. yeah. People hated disco. Uh, many of those in attendance had come to see the explosion rather than the game and rushed onto the field after the detonation. The playing field was damaged both by the explosion and by the rowdy fans to the point where the White Sox were required to forfeit yeah. the second game of the doubleheader. Okay, to the so Tigers. we have first baseman, we have uh, shortstop, we have second baseman, we have crater. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's move on to 1984, the Angelville riots, uh, and also in 86, I guess. Okay. Oh yeah. No, this one's funny mm. as fuck. Angelville in the outfield. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. Whatever. Keep going. Uh, or Aggieville. Sorry. I said it wrong. Oh, damn um, it. I just want to destroy <laughs> I, I, every joke I've tried to tell today. You've just been like, <laughs> Nope, actually. No, actually. Um, all right. So after two college football games, uh, between rivals, Kansas state and Kansas, a group of 6,000 celebra- uh, 6, celebrating KSU fans uh, after a 24-7 victory crowded into a bar and eventually became a rowdy and initiated a okay. riot. What's it like to win all day? <laughs> yeah, 24-7. Baby, <laughs> all I do is win, win, win. Um, yeah, so that happened in 84, right? They, they win, they go to a bar, they start a riot fucking crazy there's fucking pretty contained i guess you're not you're not having thousand people i mean that's thirty thousand dead in a chariot fire is a little well two years later after ksu once again defeated ku this time 29 to 12 another group of six thousand ksu fans but this time wearing riotville shirts sick descended onto the town and torched a volkswagen beetle nice um i like how confident they were yeah, that they were going to win and they were wanted to warn the town like, hey, just so you know, they printed two versions of the shirt. No, they were going to riot either. Fucking yeah. way. The confidence they yeah. had, the town was probably just like, we have to close the bar tonight. And the owner's like, no, nah, no, they, they'll they'll pay. They, they got good money. You don't understand. The bar is going to yeah. be burned to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I thought that was cool. You've been a part um, of a riot? Have I ever been in a riot? Yeah. No. I mean, the closest it ever came to was any of the marches. Yeah, or Warp Tour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess when the porta potties are burning to the ground and security is getting assaulted by glass bottles, yeah. I suppose. It People is, were marching and crowd surfing and chanting and like with burning sticks, yeah, like yeah. just fucking there was fire. You'd fire. look out into the night and there would just be intermittent fires. Yeah. And we were fucking 17 You're just like, being like, I guess, holy we, shit. I guess I got to go to bed now if I want to catch Hawthorne Heights. Um, all right. Got two more. Uh, this one's short. I just thought it was funny. Okay. Chicago Bulls championship riots, 1991. Uh, rioting and looting occurred in Chicago after the Chicago Bulls won the NBA Finals in 1991, yep. 1992, yep. 1993, 1996, yeah. 1997. Okay. I mean, it was a like, yearly tradition of burning Chicago to the ground. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't get that as much, especially like through the lens of being crestfallen. You're, you're, good boy team left lost last at the end because of like yeah philly they lost in the last like 30 seconds of the game so they're probably pretty mad 
But it's like they fought a good fight. You fucking win and then burn Kansas City to the ground. <laughs> it's like I don't like that's not heartbreak. You're excited. I don't get it. It's I'm so happy. I'm punching a child. <laughs> Fuck yeah, this is great. I'm throwing bricks through my neighbor's car window. <laughs> I'm so stoked my fucking team won. I'm I'm shitting in a, every mailbox I can see. I'm so psyched, and this house shouldn't have fucking windows anymore. Yeah. This um, new TV will look good under my championship pendant. <laughs> I got seven TVs in the house, one for every year we rioted for the <laughs> Chicago yeah. Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, last one. 2011 Vancouver Stanley Cup as uh, their second riot. Uh, so 17 years after 1994's riot, Vancouver was faced with yet a second riot okay. after the Canucks lost also in game seven to the Boston Bruins. Okay. Unlike in 1994, the fans met a giant, uh, met at giant screens where game seven was being televised shortly before the game's end. Fans began throwing bottles at the screen as well as burning Canucks and <laughs> Bruins jerseys and flags. The riot eventually escalated okay. when fans began overrunning and burning cars nice. and all the fans burned 17 cars <laughs> as well as a fire truck. <laughs> and ultimately 85 rioters were arrested. I think the irony of burning a fire truck to the ground is fucking awesome. <laughs> Who's yeah. going to help you now? <laughs> yeah. Fire beats fire truck. What yeah. the fuck are you going to do? Uh, yeah. So like anyways, that. those are some of my favorite sports riots. Um, I've never been part of one. I would love never cared that much. Personally. I would love to see what Philly did this year. I wanted to do some research, but I forgot. That's cool. All right, Nate, your turn. Yeah. Very good heartbreak theme, Matt. <laughs> Thanks. Back to you, Nate. <laughs> I have the. 1991 hit single from Billy Ray Cyrus, Achy Breaky Heart. Oh, yeah. This was a big deal because of South Park. <laughs> the music video for the song led to the explosion of the line dance in the mainstream. Um, and uh, it's one of the worst songs of all time. <laughs> as Why? it says here. It's considered one of the worst songs of all time wow. on many lists. I didn't know that. It's uh, how contemporary country has co-opted the sound of rock and roll, the down-home twang of the vocal, the foot-tapping insistence of the boogie guitar. It has no trouble walking the line between Southern rock and Nashville hot sentimentality. <clears throat> Jesus, Pitchfork is really going for the, uh, for the hard strings these days. Yeah, it's uh, very faithful to the original songwriter's swampy demo. I guess it's, he stole the song. Oh my I guess. god! The fuck is a swampy demo? I don't know why I chose this. I hate this. I guess we have something to erase. Do you like this song? Here's some <laughs> lyrics from it. I mean, I like it from South Park. Yeah. I I mean, just I almost tried to gamify this and be like, is this a, a lyric from Achy Breaky Heart? Because I don't think you know the song that well. No, I mean, I know the chorus. Yeah. Don't turn my heart. Yeah, you can tell you can tell the world you never was my girl. Understand. You can burn my clothes up, or you can tell your friends what a fool, and laugh and joke about me on the phone. You can tell my arms go back to the farm. You can tell my feet to hit the floor. 
You can tell my lips to tell my fingertips they won't be reaching out for you no more. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, that has some, like, amorphous, like, not quite yeah, humanoid. Yeah, what are your energy. fingers doing in your mouth, bud? Where were your arms? <laughs> no idea about how anatomy works here. Um, No, I just know it's like a big line dancing song. That's all I know about. Yeah. I mean, Billy Ray Cyrus, like, is... Did he have any number ones? This was, I think... Was a number one hit and people hate on it as hard as they did. Yeah, I. He, so yeah, don't tell my heart, my achy breaky heart. I just don't think he'd understand. His heart's a male. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> if you tell my heart, my achy breaky well, your heart, heart, gay, he might blow up and kill this man. Oh yeah, I didn't remember that was in there. Yeah, that's in the chorus. If yeah. you tell my heart about. You never was my girl. My heart might just kill this man because he has a gun to me. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna murder this dude. This is a song. This is my, my heart's heart. telling me to murder somebody, and it's me. And it, my fingers are are talking to my hands and making them do it. This is a confession for murdering a man. So uh, notable covers and parodies. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Um, oh, uh, the feature this this version, which features speaking parts by Billy Ray Cyrus, uh, hit number seventy one. Okay, so didn't do much. Uh, Weird Al did it. Uh, yeah, this does seem like uh, ample ample meat for for Al. God, we gotta watch that Weird Al doc. There's a uh, something hip hop version of this song. Ew, why? Uh, it says that. Was it a white person? Had pro- to have been a I white don't know. Person. Buck 22. And uh, Cyrus is in the chorus again. Uh, Cyrus never explicitly says that the song is a parody, but the lyrics and video clearly make several references to his daughter Miley's bad girl image. <laughs> what? When did this song fucking come out? Uh, that one was 2014. So, oh wow, I I thought that song was old. No, the original oh. came out in '91. Oh, that's what. I was so saying. this song existed before Miley. Existed. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> My baby daughter's bad attitude. No, I mean, yeah, she hates wearing diapers. Yeah, I mean, loves crayons on the walls. She's a bad girl. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it took, yeah, I mean, Hannah Montana took a while to become who she became, but. Miley Cyrus, you mean? Yes, Miley Ray <laughs> Cyrus. Miley Ray, Carly Miley Ray Jepsen Montana. I didn't even realize that Miley Cyrus is Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter. What? <laughs> Never they even. have songs together. Why would I know that? <laughs> Lil Nas X knew it, and that's why he hired that good talent to create uh, the the thing that made cowboys sexy again. Uh, the hat? Yeah. Then leather bondage and uh, and lots of bulges. Big denim Big bulges. Denim bulges. Oh, this is interesting. Miley Cyrus was born the same month this song came out. <laughs> 
Miley Cyrus is as old as Achy Breaky Heart. I bet you that's she loves thinking about that. Mm-hmm. I love I love my <clears throat> birth song that my daddy wrote me about how someday my arms will go back my, to the farm. <laughs> my, arms, <laughs> my arms will my baby crawl. my baby arms will fall off and I put them under the pillow as my big farm arms grow in. I I don't know. Achy breaky heart. It's a bad, catchy song, and people dance white, white, the white way to the white, which Nate believes to be the right way. White is right, is what Nate always says. I uh, once more to the white, once more to the left. <laughs> Take it back now, y'all. Crisscross, Caucasian cross. Is that no? That's not. I mean, I don't even know what a line dance is. It's, it's just it's fucking fiddle music, isn't it? All right, Matt. That's it. Go on. I I don't have any. I didn't have. I don't. It's not great. I oh, a, cut all that. Let's go. I can do a different one. Okay. No. Nah. I got a wiki how. Okay. This time. Um. So we we to bring it back to middle school for okay. us high school. The um, origin. The uh, origin of heartbreak. That's right. I always had one question on my mind, Nate. My question was, how do I get an emo girlfriend? Well, don't worry. It's 2023. And WikiHow has an answer for me. Okay. So WikiHow, how to get an emo girlfriend. Snake bites. This was brought to you by Connell Barrett, the dating coach. Okay. Um, I want you to take a look at Connell really quick. I'm going to have to zoom in. Uh, but this is this is Connell. He does not look like he knows how to get an emo girlfriend. He looks like uh, he looks like he cheered for Brexit. Um, yeah, <laughs> he looks dude. like uh, uh, a malformed offspring of Conan O'Brien. <laughs> one of one of Conan's small tumors that was then taken to a lab. Yeah. Um, okay, how to get an emo girlfriend? It may seem difficult to get an emo girlfriend, yet it actually isn't too hard if you know how to do it. Okay. And who Thank wouldn't you. want an emo girlfriend? They're interesting, edgy, and creative. Okay. Follow these steps to appeal to emos and increase your chances of winning over an emo girl. I love this article because <laughs> it's framed under the guise of like, let me show you how to capture a horse in the wild. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. like get a lasso. Dress like a horse. Wait for the horses to arrive and then snatch one. They're awfully trustworthy in these parts. So I do. So uh, I love the illustrations. I will try and remember Nate. Try and make me remember to post the illustrations from this article on our Instagram. Post them. So step one, achieve emo style. I want you to look. There are some trademark emo styles. Here. Yeah, you got the, the hair. The, you got the Converse, uh, black Converse All-Stars. You checker pattern, tight black stuff. My favorite part is the Vams backpack. <laughs> oh, the Vams? I didn't even notice that. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I guess they didn't have the branding rights, so they had to call them Vams. So first of all, you have to chameleon yourself. Yeah, it says find the elements of emo style that work for you. If you yourself aren't already emo, you probably don't want to change overnight. Or it's that recommended since it's not genuine, even poser-like behavior. That said, look for particular emo articles of clothing, accessories, or styles that you would like to do. Try your local mall. Uh, yeah. For real, go to the failing hot topic. Yeah. There you go. You're done. 
Uh, if you're really not emo and you don't like the style or to take it, uh, then why do you want an emo girlfriend? Yeah. Because they, I want, hate your style, and I'm gonna, st- I'm gonna fix you. They Sarah. want the, they want the culture, but they don't want to be the culture. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna fix you and turn you into a, a normal girlfriend. Again, this is like finding a horse in the wild. Yeah, dress in your own emo look. Emo okay. girls tend to be more interested in an emo guy as long as the style is genuine and works for him specifically. Okay. Uh, wear emo hair. <laughs> Emo hairstyles are varied, but color tends to be jet black. Brighter emo colors might be blue, maroon, or even pink. Okay. Emo hairstyles could be spiky, or you might have bangs coming down over your forehead, for example. You might also buzz, shave the sides of the back of the scalp. In general, emo hairstyles tend to be asymmetrical, including varied lengths and sometimes consisting of scissors. Sometimes you can go full Skrillex and get some thick glasses to match and complement your hairstyle. Well, Nate... If you can't get the hair done, don't worry about it. All you got to worry about is step number four. Be clean. Oh. Emo does not mean be dirty. And emo girls, like most other people, prefer their friends and partners to be clean. So remember the clean basics. How? Take regular showers, wear deodorant, and wash your hands frequently. Don't overdo it with cologne or deodorant. Just aim to smell pleasant. Okay. How Ple- does that have any... Pleasant. How does that have anything Pleasant. to do with emo girls? Nah, man. We all know emo girls like their boys smooth as an otter and <laughs> scentless. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I don't know about that, man. This is how I always... I had all these steps down in middle school. I knew what emo girls wanted. Okay. I showered every morning. Sure. I didn't adhere to the traditional emo colors and culture. I did what worked for me. Yeah. I had bushy hair. There's nothing I could do about it. I <laughs> wanted to change it, but there was nothing I could do about it. Um, that right. second heartbreak was when he couldn't be emo. All right, so now we're on to part two. Step one: learn emo music. Learn. This could be fun, especially okay. if you already like emo music or bands that are considered emo. <laughs> it might be fun to listen to music you already like. Okay. Um, Join a band. So do your research. Look in local bands. <laughs> It's because she'll most likely bring up bands asking you if you've heard of them. You will see much more interesting if you know about certain bands <laughs> that she knows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know Thunderfuck Valley. Yeah. I like this is actually a really good and non-toxic trait which is if you don't know a band that she's bringing up, don't lie. Admit that you're not familiar with the group and ask her to explain. It's not the end of the world. Hey, everybody? Yeah. Fucking listen to this one, please. Yeah. Stop being the person that's like Oh yeah, uh, you know. know what? I've never listened to them, but I've definitely heard of them. Like I've yeah. seen them around. It's such a fucking. It just takes extra time, and nobody cares. Yeah, it's um, like, hey, have you ever heard of uh, Animal Copy? What the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> is the guy smiling at a an emoji of a smiling? I don't fucking. There's a guy reading a book and smiling in the in the. He's dressed emo, so I think that's why it's funny. And there's just the thought bubble with a smiley face on it. Um, part two, step two, understand poetry. Understand it. I don't even know. You hit this step pretty hard. I feel like. Yeah. Well, my interest in the written language was just like, I like words too. But back in the day in the, in the, in the 2007 era emo MySpace phase, I thought song lyrics out of context were a very valid post. Yeah. 
post yeah, that on my wall. Yeah, we all kind of did. It yeah. turns out. Hey, this is this is definitely. Hey, the spill canvas. Your lyrics are calling. <laughs> Don't worry if you forgot. The lyrics to uh, sunsets and car crashes, perhaps. Yeah, don't worry, they're on my fa- my MySpace wall. Go look at them, read them. Facebook at that point, probably. Honestly, um, yeah. So poetry uh, can be an acquired taste, but knowing some of the basics can help you better understand emo girls. You can, of course, write emo poetry yourself. But if you're not the literary type, you might want to read and learn about emo poetry and poets. Emo, emo poets are often interested in poetry. I don't even know a single emo poet. Do you know what's in emo poetry, Nate? No. Darkness or blackness, loneliness, <laughs> isolation, broken heartedness, unholiness, murder, and death generally. Okay. So every, I mean, here's some like examples. Avenge sevenfold. Edgar Allan Poe. Bram Stoker. HP Lovecraft. Sure. HP Lovecraft is a fucking hilarious example because his, <laughs> his he's a horror writer. Like yeah. it's uh it's also it's just like I went every story of his short story has just starts like this. It's like I went through a mysterious door and I could not tell you the horrors of disfigured darkness I saw cloaked in there. It's beyond words, the words I will say are about the dark figures hovering wetly above the shivering corpse (laughs) of the beloved and i could not tell you that their tentacles gathered me up and threw me out through the sewer i couldn't tell you any of this a spongy arm revealed into itself (laughs) a crevice where a bone had made its way into a neck and the neck was bleeding spiders yeah um and then step five of part two be emotionally aware you don't have to wear your heart on your sleeve to be an emo, but emos, but you have as the to, name yeah. itself says, tend to be closely connected with the emotional side. And you have to be like mood apathetic. Yeah. You're you're already destroyed by the world, but you're here for them. I do really like English class though. But the rest of my day is mostly the new Hawthorne Heights. I can't wait to go home and eat all of these illustrations that I made in my notebook. Is that right? Is that what I'm supposed to do? Please date me. I'm going to I'm going to pull out pages of my diary and eat them in front of you. And I'm going to watch the sunset alone. Part 3. We're finally on a part 3. Jesus Christ. So this is how you land the fish, Nate. This is how you land the fish. This, this is how you catch the horse. This is impressing an emo girl. Step okay. 1, compliment the girl on her looks. These shouldn't be sappy, obvious comments, but something pertaining to her emo styles. Example? Emo girls tend to be obsessed with their looks, especially if they their hair if they change their hair for a day, bring it up and say that you like it. I like It'll make crazy, them feel cool good hair. about themselves and they will feel much more comfortable with you knowing that you respect and like their style and hair. Okay. Step two. Can I touch it? Be romantic. Emo girls love romantic guys. What kind of guys do you think they are Here's in the novels and poems that they read petal. and write? <laughs> Here's a single rose petal for you, my love. I know how you love HP Lovecraft, so I took uh horrifying yeah. snuff film images and yeah. covered your windows with them. I painted Cthulhu in my blood. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you love this. Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't be afraid to show your emotions. Don't start crying for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? Nothing. <laughs> no uh, reason. <laughs> I'm just emo. It's what you like, right? Swoop, hair swoop, hair swoop left, hair swoop. <laughs> my right. dick is small, but my emotions are very big. I can fit in women's jeans. <laughs> They're so tight. 
I don't chafe. <laughs> I have I have a swimmer's body. I'm I'm, I'm a dolphin. <laughs> I am smooth like an otter. Um, but if you hide your emotions and don't talk about your feelings, you might uh, I alienate your emo girl. I'm, I don't really t- like to talk about my emotions. I scream them. You should check out my band Lasagna this weekend. <laughs> you should check out Garfield and Friends. Yeah, that's, um, that's my emo band. Step four, share a secret. This is only if you're comfortable with a girl and have been speaking to her for a bit. <laughs> it also doesn't have to be a major secret. Dad left. <laughs> it's my fault. I smoke cigarettes. My mom only gives me 20 minutes to play video games, but I secretly yeah. go downstairs at night and play for another 20 minutes. I cut down the apple tree. <laughs> <laughs> I love our president. <laughs> um, asking, I sticky noted the principal's car. <laughs> that sock under my bed is my best friend. <laughs> asking out an emo girl. Find an emo girl you like. Just because you're looking for an emo girl doesn't mean that you're looking for an emo girlfriend. You probably already had a girl in mind, but make sure she's the type of person you'd want to date and be friends with regardless of her emo styles. Okay. Great advice. Sure. Don't no be a jerk. The... Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. What the fuck? Don't be a guy with two girls on your arms at the same time. Okay. Is what the image is. It says, so don't be a jerk. Emos don't like jerks. It's a quite androgynous look. Particularly if jerks remind them of jocks or guys that use women. Emo girls would rather date a shy and modest, quiet guy than a loud, obnoxious guy who everyone thinks is cool. Hey, guess what? That was fucking wrong in middle school. <laughs> hey, guess what? Yeah. The guys that fucking dated every girl I knew and yeah. had sex shy? with them way too young were always shy. like, yeah. hey, water bottle of vodka. Like... Yeah, uh, no, shy, quiet <laughs> poets. Like, I I don't know. I think, like... I fucking love crab corn. Yeah. Nah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I Don't be a jerk. I also, like, you could be an emo jock. Whatever. It's possible. Pat Randall. There's some of us. Pat Randall was the biggest Coheed and Cambria fan I'd also ever met. I a punk athlete. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I knew some punk athletes. I guess I that's kind of out there. All right. Uh, <laughs> step three: Don't avoid her. Sometimes, okay. if you like a girl, you feel shy towards her. It's okay to feel shy, but don't avoid I her. Don't mean to avoid you. And then the final step: Ask but her I'm out. I'm so scared to ask you out. Don't make a big deal about it. After you've made some sort of positive connections. Yeah. If you've gone through every goddamn step we've highlighted, I hope you're ready. God I swear damn. this, all of this would happen in a five minute conversation. Also, this is not pertaining to emo at no. all. All of this is how to date a girl. Um, respect her interests and emotions in the process. You'll be on your way to a relationship. Okay. Overall, I would say, um, Hey, Hey Connell. Great job, man. But this, it doesn't have to be emo girlfriend. Don't don't go after the strong mare in the pasture. Yeah. Just any any horse will do. Get back out there, man. She can't fix you. <laughs> the dating article that says any horse will do. <laughs> any old horse will do. <laughs> You're okay, girl. <laughs> so apparently, Matt, thank you for that. Apparently, uh, 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 you can die from a broken heart. Oh. Yeah, I almost looked this up, too. Well, I was just like reading about broken heart syndrome that people it's like, oh, bless him. He died of a broken heart. And it's like, no, I think a train got him. 
<laughs> you know, like it's it's still uh, like, heart got him. No, train got him. <laughs> no, it's like yeah. After after suffering uh, suffering a devastating loss, you uh, it's like oh, you but you must have died from a broken heart. So it's because that's because you get the quitting in your heart after some terrible happened to you. <laughs> you got the quitting in there, and you're like oh, I, I I it's okay if it don't beat no more because I'm like I don't know. Uh, Cheryl left, took the kids, and then there was the fire after that big riot. And Cheryl won. was still inside the house after <laughs> all. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking in any more of that. I have another uh, thing, but it's way too long. We we're probably about there. Let me see. Uh, look at the cloud. This uh, this would be good. This would be good for like emo poetry, like trying to get it. Uh, look at the cloud, how it cries like a grieving man. Thunder moans like a lover with a broken heart. <laughs> Now, is this a football moan or is this a Valentine's Day moan? That is the question that we want. Touch <laughs> Touchdown. Touch it. Now, that was a Valentine's Day moan. <laughs> touchdown. Ooh. Boo. I scream touchdown whenever I touch down, if you know what I mean. I scream touchdown. When the plane lands. <laughs> Mashed potatoes. <laughs> Are we calling? <laughs> you just big sigh. No ending. Heartbreak quotes for him or for her. This is on uh, Pinterest collection by Pamela Rowland. Uh, the best funny heartbreak quotes. Okay. Uh, I will rate them out of five. This too shall pass. It might pass like a kidney stone, though. <laughs> two. Uh, I'm no longer following my heart. That bitch gives bad directions. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Calling your heart a bitch is pretty funny. I like that these are heartbreak, but they're very they're they're more to the tune of a Spencer's gift. Yeah. Like. <laughs> For every girl with a broken heart, there's a boy with a glue gun. One. <laughs> no, actually five, because I like to think that they have nothing to do with each other. It's just for every sad girl, there's a crafty guy out there, and they're never going right. to meet, but there's just like, well, traditionally, when one girl has a broken heart, there's a guy that goes to Hobby Lobby a lot. <laughs> like, it's just, he owns a glue gun. That's a five. Um... I still miss my ex, but my aim is getting better. Yeah, I've heard that one too. Yeah. Anything that talks about their ex, I like. I think that's the dumbest shit in the world. It's such an over, overdone genre, and also it's like so unhealthy. It's like to the same tune of like date my girl, date date my girlfriend, date my, <laughs> date my girlfriend, <laughs> date my daughter. You'll be dating this gun in your ass. You know, it's like. <laughs> It's always just these overzealous father. Like, there's all these great, these super cool, fun Facebook pictures of a shaved head guy that looks like he was part of the insurrection next to a 14 year old girl and a 14 year old boy pissing himself <laughs> because the dad's got like a dog at the end of a chain that's like, <laughs> that's kind of true. Sick balls, Trevor. <laughs> you are crazy with your noises right now. Um, I must be a uh, part squirrel. Uh, I attract all the nuts. <laughs> the amount of directions that that could yeah. have gone from where nuts. I'm full of nuts. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, 
do or don't keep that in future Nate. Figure out whether or not that's supposed to stay in. Oh, uh, no, I don't like or dislike you. I nothing you. That's cool. It's that's a three going right down the middle. It's yeah. nothing. It's nothing phrase. My milkshake brings all the emotionally dysfunctional, selfish, narcissistic alcoholics to the yard. Too wordy, yeah. super dumb, derivative, somebody else's thing. Fuck One. you, yeah. Lord, where do you find them and why do you keep sending them to me? <laughs> Five. And I would love it. I would love it to be used on, on like a hamburger website or something. <laughs> Yeah. Lord, I don't know where you keep finding these delicious hamburgers. <laughs> uh, okay, one more. Maybe two more. It's you! Uh, what happened? Breakups are hard, but fortunately, so are most other men's penises. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why is this a two and a five for me? <laughs> I think it's just so unhinged that it's a five. But like, truthfully, seeing the person that had written it, I would have given it a two. Wipe your mouth. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely not. All right, not gonna no finish. finish it. But oh my god, already absolutely not. There's still a tiny bit of bullshit around your lips. Okay, thank God that's where it went. Um, all right. Well, Nate called it in the beginning. Achy Breaky Heart is going to make it to the list this week for Heartbroken. So thanks for bringing that one, Nate. Thank you. Um, and this is the end of the podcast. So okay. um, I just want to say thank you to everybody that's been listening. We appreciate it. It's been uh, it's been so great having you this week. Um, it's, thank you for letting us host. You. It's so deeply meaningful to be able to share in a real way, what it means to be us this day and age. The honesty. The honesty, Nate. The technology. I just... I just... I I love my MacBook. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The listeners are getting down on one knee. I love my Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The listeners are getting down on one knee. Oh, my God. I knew when we were going to Olive Garden, it was going to happen. Now they're going to go to the other knee, too. Both knees, and they're they're throwing up. And they're taking their headphones out. And they have thrown them. Well, but kind of missed the ocean there. You got a seabird. It's tangled on a sea. Well, to the one seagull listening to the podcast, thank you so much for being here this week. I want to wish all of you little angels yeah, very... uh, a little bit of chocolate in those mouths. Yeah. For yeah, Valentine's you... Day. Sweet Cupid's arrow. May he bless you with a sharp, thunderous prod to the chest. You are our Valentines this month. Yeah. And every month. Your ears are receiving of our love.